episode 12. Hello, everybody. I hope you all had a great Christmas. Um, It's the morning after Christmas here. Um, Not sure when you'll be listening, but um, some exciting news I found for my listeners. Um, I found my pop filter in my garage when I was doing some cleaning out of things. Um, so uh, hopefully <laughs> there's any of you audio guys or people that may have your own podcast that listen or what have you, um, you probably were annoyed by how much my P's and my uh, T's and all of that were um, didn't sound great. So I got my pop filter up. We're, uh, our audio quality, we're just getting better and better every day. <laughs> we're getting better and better every day. Um, wanted to talk just about a few things this morning. Um, been talking a lot of kind of emotional, the emotional side of things, the psychological side of things, um, but wanted to get down kind of to the nitty gritty again. Um, and I wanted to give you two examples, uh, two scenarios, two case studies, maybe we could say, um, and show, showing you the power of compound interest. So essentially what compound interest is, and this isn't going to be eloquent in any way, but it's essentially interest that makes interest, right? So if you invest $500 and then that $500 grows 10%, right? So then you have 550. Well, then that $550 is going to grow by 10%, then you're going to have 55 in interest, right? And so it's you you continue to build interest on the interest that you're gaining, right? In in layman's terms. So um, compound interest is a great great thing and it's super powerful in wealth building. It's how the rich get richer. Um, it's how the not rich can build wealth. Um, and just to give you kind of a backstory, um, before I really knew about compound interest, I saw all these people, you know, becoming millionaires or having aspirations to to get a lot of money. And this is when I was younger, and I was wondering, like, man, how are they building that amount of wealth just by putting the extra money that they have <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, at the, after, after they pay all their bills into a savings account? Um, well, the, the, the answer is they, that's not how they do it. <laughs> they invest it, um, and they get compound interest over the years. That's how they get where they are. A lot of people, that's how a lot of people get where they are. It's not how everybody does. But um, So I wanted to give you just two case studies to really show you the power of what I'm talking about here. Um, and, you know, just think about this before we talk about these numbers. You know, how many people in your life do you know that are older, right? So we'll say 50 plus that are not on track to become millionaires when they retire or that have to worry about how they're going to pay their bills when they retire. How many people? A lot probably, and that it's common. Um, millionaires are not a dime a dozen. They're, they're rare breeds. Um, I don't remember how many exactly there are in the um, in the U.S., let's see. I'm doing some googling right now. Actually, how many millionaires are there in the U.S.? And of course, it's not a fast deal. So um, there's an estimation that there's about let's see here, fifteen. almost 15.3 millionaire households in the U.S., or roughly 11.89% of all households. Um, And that's net worth, right? So we're not talking about just cash in the bank or in your brokerage. 
right? That probably accumulates, you know, vehicles that you own, um, investments that you own, obviously cash. Um, your home is probably a big one of those things, right? So the equity that you have in your house goes into your net worth. Um, but it just goes to show you, right? One out of 10 people are millionaires. And I'll tell you this, in the circles that I roll in, <laughs> it's not one out of 10 people that are millionaires. Um, so it was definitely always something that was kind of an abstract thought for me when I was, you know, just getting out of high school or just, I didn't go to college, but, you know, just getting into the workforce. Like, man, a million dollars, that's a, that's a lot of money. Um, so just keep that in mind, you know, one thing that David Goggins said is, I want to be uncommon amongst, amongst uncommon people. I want to be uncommon amongst uncommon people. And compound interest and consistent investing and self-discipline can make you uncommon amongst uncommon people. It can make you a special breed. Now, becoming a millionaire is absolutely feasible, especially if you start when you're young. And it's not that hard to do, to be honest with you. Um, it's very normal. It's, it's establishing very normal habits of saving, investing, not going into debt. It doesn't even mean that you have to you know, not ever eat out or not do anything nice or not take vacations in your life absolutely does not mean that. It just means that you have to treat your investing and saving like it's a bill. And it means that you have to not, you have to have to self-discipline to not overspend, right? Um, it's very, very, it's a very, very normal thing. Very, very normal thing. It can be. So we're going to take one case study here. Um, we're going to take the person that just graduated college um, they have a fairly normal paying job, so we'll say anywhere from thirty-five to fifty thousand dollars, right? Fairly average salary. So if that person contributed five hundred, started with zero, right? Started with zero in their investment account, zero in their bank account. If they invested five hundred dollars a month, which is very doable, guys. I mean, people are taking getting car payments that are five hundred dollars a month on a depreciating asset. Like it's nothing, like you can just go do it today and it's normal, right? Um, so start with zero, contribute $500 a month for 39 years with an estimated interest rate of 7%. Now, what I wanted to do here is give very realistic numbers. Um, you may read people, listen to people that will give a 10% interest rate, annual interest rate in these examples. That's fine. Um, I like to go kind of worst case scenario. So if you look at the S&P 500, I believe it's averaged between 7 and 10% um, since inception, I think for over 100 years or something like that. Don't, don't quote me on that one. It's been a long time. Um, but 7% is definitely the conservative, conservative side of things. And if you mess around with these numbers, if you were to jack it up to 10%, then these numbers will be even more kind of eye-opening right? So we're building our case study. So this person just graduated college. They have zero money to their name, but they got a thirty-five dollars to $50,000 a year job. They're going to invest $500 a month from the get, and they're going to treat it like it has to happen. They never compromise on that. $500 a month, $250 a paycheck. And actually, it's less than $250 a paycheck because you have those two extra, you have those two months where you have three paychecks. Right, So this is a very, very doable thing. They do it for 39 years, so until they're about 60 years old, with an estimated interest rate of 7%, which is conservative. Okay, um, If they did that, they would end up at 60, at the age of 60, with $1,113,841. They'd be a millionaire. How's that sound? $500 a month is not a lot, y'all. 
And particularly if you start that habit when you're young and you don't have kids and you don't have a large mortgage and you don't have a car payment and you just treat that like it comes out of your paycheck, like it's the taxes to the government, you can be a millionaire by the age of 60. And oh, by the way, a lot of people nowadays don't retire when they're 60. So in case you were wondering. So that's really cool. So let's do case study number two. Um, this person also started off with $0. Their monthly contribution is $1,000 a month. Okay. So they, you know, maybe they have a, a better than average paying job. They have $1,000 in margin, which honestly isn't, is very doable as well. Right. $500 a paycheck. Um, this individual invests again for 39 years. Um, their estimated interest rate again is 7%. Okay. So better than average income, they can swing $1,000. Again, same, same as in case study one, they treat it like it's a bill. They do it religiously every single month. By the age of 60, they're going to have $2,227,000. $2,227,000 simply by building a habit from when they graduated college to retirement age. Y'all, that is so, so powerful. That is so, so powerful. So I just want to encourage everybody. And, and you know, if you're not just grad, if you haven't just graduated college, you're not, it's not too late for you. Compound interest works. Um, and everybody should be taking advantage of it. The middle class, the lower class should be taking advantage of it because I can tell you this, the upper class takes advantage of it. And it's these types of things that we have to educate ourselves on to get us where we want to go to help us achieve our financial goals. And there's nothing glamorous about this, y'all. It's just building a habit. It's taking that first step of saying, I'm going to start. That's what I had to do. I didn't know much about investing. I started learning, and then I had to just do it. And then I refined afterwards. I always say that. three. There's three key things to really doing anything. Um, it's number one, educating yourself, right? So you have to get a good leg, um, a leg up to stand on, right? You have to build a good foundation. Number two is just executing. Go do it. You're going to mess up. It's not going to be perfect. You got to just go do it. And number three is refinement. So you continue that education and continue to change the way you do things to optimize the way you're doing it. So again, step one is education. Step two is execution. Step three is refinement. So with this, if you just take the step, if you're, if you're out there and you're not investing or you're not investing as much as you should or you don't know what account to open or you don't know what to invest in, that's okay. If you're not just out of college, if you're a little bit older, now is the time. Now is the time to start investing and taking advantage of this. So um, a couple asks here as we wrap up. <clears throat> if you enjoy this podcast, I would deeply, deeply appreciate it if you left a review wherever you listen. Um, there's different ways to do it. Um, I know a lot of the other the platforms out there as well. Um, you can subscribe or follow a podcast that does wonders. And the reason why I say this is um, when you start a podcast, it's not always easy to get the word out. And I don't want to be the type of person that bombards my family and friends, <laughs> just sending them private messages to like, please listen to my episodes. Um, so if, if you enjoy this episode, if you enjoy this podcast, I would love it if you left a review. I would love it if you followed it or subscribed to it wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and the last thing that I'll say is if you're a beginning investor, I would recommend really two things. If you're a beginning investor, like never invested a penny in your life, I would recommend you open up what's called an Acorns account. Um, it's an app. You can download it out of the App Store. I've used it for four, 
to five years now, it does two things really, really well. It allows you to set up recurring investing. So what I did um, back in the day (laughs) is I didn't have a lot of extra money. I'll be real with you. I was not financially fit whatsoever, but I knew that I wanted to start investing and see kind of what this whole, you know, what this whole thing is about. So I opened up an Acorns account and I set up um, a $5 recurring investment every Friday. And that's an amount, I don't care who you are, that you won't even notice is gone, right? So I set up $5 a month and then I think it was like eight months later, I looked back at my account kind of forgetting that I even had it and I was like, man, this is crazy. Like I saw the interest that my money was making and I saw the dividends that companies were paying, had no idea what dividends were, had to look into it, had to Google it. Um, but realized what these dividend, th- what this dividend thing was, and I was hooked. Um, I saw a little bit of that success. So Acorns is a great way to start investing, and it's super easy because all you have to do is choose a pre-built portfolio from conservative, and there's a t- aggressive from conservative to aggressive, and there's a bunch of kind of notches in between, and you're off to the races. Um, if you're a little bit more experienced, I'd probably recommend you open up a brokerage. Um, Oh, let me back up. So if you want to open up an Acorns account, there's a link down in the description where you can do so. Um, If you use that link, I get $5, excuse me, you get $5. (laughs) Oh gosh, this is going off the rails quickly. I get $5. You get $5. We're going to get through. You get $5 added to your Acorns account. And I get a little kickback if you do so. So you'd be supporting the podcast. Gosh, it was terrible. Um, if you're a bit more of an experienced investor, I would recommend opening up a bit of a more robust brokerage account. There are tons of them out there. I don't have a link for you, to be honest. I use one called M1 Finance. I just started using it. I switched from Webull for various reasons. Um, we can talk about that maybe at another time. Um, Webull's great if you want to if you want to be a little more involved, I'll say, with your investing and your buying and selling. M1 Finance I like because it, it it's a little bit easier, in my opinion, to automate the investing process. Um, I don't have a referral link for either one, but um, I would definitely recommend looking into either of those. Um, actually, excuse me, I do have a referral link for Webull, um, but I just switched everything over to M1 Finance. So I'm really rambling here. <laughs> the moral of the story here is if you're not investing, you definitely should be. Compound interest is a, is a big, big deal. Um, and to use our second case study of our person that invested $1,000 a month, the total amount they invested at that age of 60 was $468,000, and that money turned into $2.2 million. So if, I, if that's not your money working for you, I don't know what is. Anyways, um, we will talk soon, guys. Good to hear. Good to talk to you.